and what God had planned. And if you understand this, every area of relationships in your life will just explode in kingdom reality. And I really want to pray for you in this area. I, I want to take a hold of what God is doing at Valley Community and what he's going to do in all of your life. And yes, I'm going to fix this cord in a minute, but, but keep your eyes on me, what I'm saying. And oh, you want to see it swing? There it goes. <laughs> so let's pray. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You rule and reign in this place. <clears throat> Father, I'm getting emotional because I look out into faces of people that I've known for a long time and people that I've known just for a few weeks. Lord, I rejoice because of the two people this morning also that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, that as I prayed over people, I knew that you healed people this morning. And this is a 24-7 type of thing for you. The power of God moves in us, especially when we understand family, when we understand relationships. God, we open our hearts to you to listen and to hear that truth today. That absolute truth that will remove shame, will remove <clears throat> past hurt and difficulties that we face today because of things that we've done in our past. Shame no longer is a part of Valley Community Church and those who understand the truth of the word. Lord, we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you could just take a moment again, and I'm going to remove this, and let's go ahead. You may be seated. Just greet one another, and we will be good. Okay. I'll just keep this. I'll just stay with this. How many of you can handle me holding a microphone? Amen? Okay, all right. So uh, we're talking about how to reach new levels in the kingdom of God. And now today I'm going to touch on many aspects of relational life. We're going to run through September with all the teaching on family. And what do we talk about relationship on life? Like parenting relationships? You know, I'm really interested in winning as a parent. My kids are older. My daughter just turned 38. Sorry, Jill, I told them your age. <laughs> but I want you to recognize is I'm still winning as a parent. And it never changes. Because relationships are important to God. I have relationships with you in the church. And I've won a lot in that area because I've seen you grow and become everything that God has called you to be. The, rel the relational aspect of what God is going to bring to us today, if you truly understand this truth, and this truth is something that you really already know, but I want you to put it in, into a real understanding that this is really about relationships. Having relationships is in my DNA. It's what I'm all about. 
And it's in your DNA also because that's who God is. And you and I are created in the image and the likeness of God. The question is, how do you win in relationships or what was or what is God's plan in relationships today? The world wants to change what relationships are. They want to call you a new identity. They want to bring things out to you. And I want you to understand that's why the world has a lot of struggle. Because the world is going with their own idea of who they are. That they, don't, they aren't living by decisions based on a creative God, a God that created them. They are creating their own identity. They have become a God in themselves. But that's not really what um, I want to show you today. But that's part of if we do not understand God's plan in relationships, we will move and begin to be deceived in the areas of relationships and identity. Now, uh, many of you have short-term relationships. That's called road rage. <laughs> you meet someone real quickly. But many of us have long-term. Again, Terry and I in 14 days will be married 40 years. And I'm just excited about uh, our future, and I believe that another 40 years uh, from the Lord at least, and uh, looking forward to that. Jesus had some thoughts about relationships, and he talked about them all the time. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 19, and Jesus not only talked about marriage, but Jesus talked about relationships with Father God, parenting relationships, relationships in the church. Jesus had friends himself. Jesus had brothers and sisters. Jesus had a mom. He talked about in-laws. He talked about outlaws. He talked about all relationships. So what I will show you, again, is not a new truth. But it is still a truth today, and I want to solidify it in your heart that you never forget the truth of the kingdom regarding every relationship you are involved in. So what is God's plan for relationship? What was God's original intent? Notice the word I used, original intent. We're going to read Jesus saying something, and I will focus when I read this on the part that he is really trying to get the Pharisees to understand and all that were around that he was ministering to and also us. In Matthew 19, verse 3, it says, Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? As usual, what men do with laws, especially spiritual laws, is they begin, they begin to go extreme. It's called religion. It's called something that God didn't plan for us. They were divorcing because maybe their wife cut their hair or they didn't like the way they cooked. And I'm not being facetious, literally, any reason that they had 
to divorce so they could just go and be with another woman, uh, they would divorce. And so, of course, the Pharisees were these religious, pious people who thought they had everything together, and they didn't. They really didn't know God. They really didn't walk in truth. They walked in their own truth. And we're going to see that Jesus was not only answering their question, or we will find out questions, two of them, he was also preaching to us to really remind us of the truth about relationships. Go to verse six or four. And he answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined proskaleo face-to-face intimacy to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. So how many of you have had your children, when they were younger, younger, ask you a question, and you answered them, but they didn't like the answer? Anybody? Yeah? Okay. So they asked you a second question. But mom, but dad. You had your kids say that to you? Okay. Well, verse eight, verse seven, excuse me. Jesus is answering these children called the Pharisees. They said to him, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said to them, Moses, answering their question, because of the hardness of your hearts, but now giving the truth, the kingdom truth about relationships, permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. So in both answers, I want you to see something. Jesus was giving and showing God's plan regarding relationships. Jesus said, in the beginning it was not so, and said that twice. Now, if you ever read the Bible, I know you do, and if you read something and it says something twice, you know that's important, don't you? So with all the, the, the words divorce and, and Moses and Pharisees and all that, I want you now to focus on in the beginning. The point, in the beginning, God had a specific plan and it has not changed. The only way to find out is to go back to, what? The beginning, 4,000 years before this story happened, and see what God did. So, turn to Genesis chapter 3 now. Get your tablets to Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created male and female. That's not the answer I'm wanting to show you. Genesis 2. And man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife. That's a good answer. That's true. But that's not the truth that we need to understand that's going to bring us into a revelation of, of relationships to where you and I, in any area of struggle, difficulty, problems, divorce, separation, whatever has happened, God had a plan. And the reason why 
all of that stuff took place is because we forgot the plan. It wasn't that someone went out and sinned, someone that went out and did something wrong. It's because we forgot the plan and deception took place in our lives. Now hold on, because some of you are going, because there's been relational problems and now you're getting uptight. And I'm telling you, God is not smacking us here with the truth. God is showing us that most of us in life in relationships, have had deception take place. And because of that deception, we've had problems. And I'm not giving you the answer yet. Jesus was telling them they're missing something regarding relationships. We are, too, missing something. And we need to get back on track. Last week we found we have an enemy and we need to be sober and vigilant because there is a deceiver, his name is Satan, and his cohorts called demonic forces. Here's what our focus now is today. If you're a little off track today, later down the road, you will be far off track. And it is the deception that has taken place in good, wonderful people. So in Genesis 1 and 2, God explained the creation. Now what I want us to do is I want us to recognize something here, that everything in Genesis 1 and 2 evolved around God and his plan. Adam got his wife from God. All the animals came from God creating them. Everything functioned and lived because God caused it to live and function. I'm getting to the answer now. So bottom line, God was the center of attention and God was on the throne. Well, what happened? Did they disobey God? Well, partly right. But we need to look a little further. Church family, look at their response to God after the fall or the sin, Adam and Eve. Well, that's easy. The reason why there are marital problems is because Adam blamed his wife. Did Adam blame his wife? Uh Uh-huh. But that's not the full answer. That's not what was in the beginning. So let's look at Eve's response. Verse 13 of Genesis chapter 3. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Eve blamed the devil. Partly right. All right? But it's not the truth that was in the beginning that God planned. So Eve was right. There was a deception. So the question is, what do you think the deception, the real deception was? Well, maybe Satan twisted the word and we became deceived, then we fell. That's not the total answer. So let's go back and read some more. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 
And let's now begin to see the deception. Now this serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he said, Had God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? God didn't say that. So there was deception there. Verse 2, Eve had it right. She corrected Satan, except she said in Scripture, you know, but you can't touch it either. Now, God said you can't eat of this tree. But she said, well, you can't touch it either. Well, if you're not going to eat it, then don't touch it. Amen. If it's not of your life, then don't touch it. So we can even learn from her wrong statement there. Verse 2, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. So the deception is in the next verses. See, there are areas in my life deception can take place. And there are areas in your life that deception can take place. And we still haven't gotten to what was in the beginning. So what I'm about to show you is what Jesus was explaining to the Pharisees. We're going to jump back to that story in a little bit. But I want to take these and I want to show you, and I'm doing this on purpose because I want you to really grasp in the beginning, it was not so. Here's Satan's response. Verse 5, verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Or the Bible says, die, die, surely, die, die. You should not die physically and spiritually at the same time. Bottom line, the truth was, you eat of the one tree, you will die spiritually. Later on, you will die physically. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. There's the deception. See it? Verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He said you and your four times. You and your. Here's a deception of Satan. Adam and Eve had a God-centered world and all Satan wanted to do is have them replace the center of their lives with themselves versus it being with God. The deception that has happened, especially in relationships, is relationships are not based on God, they are based on self. And because they are based on self, there is problems. There is a deception there. That it's all about you. It's all about me. That's why in the world relationships has fallen apart because it's all about self. Adam and Eve had a God-centered world. Can you imagine the harmonious relationship that Adam and Eve had with God, with themselves, 
until the deception came. And the moment Eve says, you know, that tree that I can't eat from could be about me. Me, self. So the moment she looked at the tree and saw it more desirable than her creator, saying it would make me like God. Now let me just tell you another secret. She was created in the image and likeness of God. She was like God. So are you. You were created in the image and likeness of God. And so what Satan was saying, you, if you do that, you will be like God. Eve, you already were. But what he was doing is saying, it's no longer about everything in my life relationship is about God. Now it's about me. So I get offended easily. I get angry easily. I have unforgiveness. I get bitter. Why? Because it's about me. It's not about God, Jesus Christ, who removed all that on the cross. Are you with me? Okay. A lot of you got your mask on and I can't see your facial features. And the lights are bright and I don't see your eyes very well. Hmm. Then God was removed as the center of her universe. She dethroned God and put herself right there. This is not the first time deception happened either. Satan in heaven said, God, I'm equal with you. I want to be honored like you, so he rebelled. God said, Lucifer, you are not like me. I created you. You're an angel. You're not, you're not the creator either. You are the created. And immediately, Lucifer gets kicked out of heaven. So the question is, do you know why Satan wants this deception in our lives? That we remove God as the center of our universe? Because we lose that relationship and dethrone God as the center. And many people are trying to relate with their families, relate with their friends, relate with their spouses without God being the center. And it's impossible. Because your spouse, your friend, cannot be God and cannot fulfill your dreams. The only way Satan can get back at God is to come at you in deception, having you reject the plan the begin in the beginning regarding relationships with him being first. I want to tell you, he had it with Adam and Eve. Remember, as soon as they sinned and ate, Dethroning God, what did they do? They ran from God. You know, you know people who are mad at God, they shut down from others in their family and friends. You know that. They're mad at God. They dethrone God. If they would have kept God as the center of their universe, many of the things that happened in the relationships would not have dispelled them or caused dysfunction in their life. It's because God was removed. They are not pleasing me. They are not fulfilling my life. 
So the heck with them. You run from them and you run because you ran from God. So here's Jesus' point. If you will remove that person you're mad at from the center of your heart and put God there, you will have peace and have an ability to have pure relationships. I'm gonna say that again. If you will remove that person you're mad at from the center of your heart and put God there, you will have peace and have an ability, listen, have an ability to have pure relationships. God will do for you what he gave Adam and Eve in the beginning. But you must put God there and or put God first. It's not how others respond to you. It's putting God there and peace will reside in you. That will bring joy in the midst of the trial. People can become very mean. When you remove God from the center of your universe, people become mean, cruel. They'll sin. They'll, they'll do things, say things, because they've removed God. It's about self. It's selfishness that happens in people's life. I always say that not one man or woman can ever rule my life. The Lord rules my right, my life. It is no longer about me, but it's about God. In the beginning, it was not so. God wants to be your provider, your peace, your joy, and the one who shows you love that you need. Every one of us need a specific love. Every one of us needs something because imperfect people raised us. But I know a lot of parents that I think they're really close to being perfect. They're wonderful. My own kids are great parents, but they're still imperfect. He must be the center of your life. Your, no, your life no longer consists in anyone else but God. And from there, that will produce all relationships to explode in kingdom relationships and realities. When I put God as a center of my universe, my wife could do no wrong. If she puts God in the center of her universe, she could do no wrong. Let me tell you, in relationships, does your flesh cry out and say, no, it's about me? Yeah, it does. Every single cotton-picking moment, it will yell at you and say, you're more important than anything else. Be selfish. Be that person. So when you come uh, in your, your marriage, when it comes uh, to relationships at work, your friends, to church, this should be the most harmonious place in the world because you're born again and Jesus Christ is first in your life. 
But when, even in leadership or anything like that, what happens is we get offended, we get defensive. Why? Because God is not the center of our universe. See, me fulfilling, watch this, hear my heart. Me fulfilling being the pastor of this church is not, is not that I can make everybody happy. That's impossible because there are people that are not happy. You can give them a million bucks and they're not happy. But the reality, if I will put God in the center of my universe, I will be the type of person that can work with the unhappy person and show them the one who can change their heart. But I can forgive and I can be patient and I can handle that. Whatever goes on. Because in the beginning, the relationship, harmonious relationship, is putting God as first in my life. Jesus said to the Pharisees, they asked, can we divorce? Jesus says, it's all about you, isn't it? That's why you divorce, because it's all about you. It's all about what you think, what you think is right, what you think is wrong. Your justice, man's justice. Man's justice is flawed. Amen? Man's justice is flawed. And we, we hear it all the time, you know, in, in every area of our life. Justice, justice, justice. Man's justice is flawed. God's justice is pure and right. So he said, go back to the beginning. Everything you have with people, it's all about God. Jesus said to him, these are words I'm filling here. I know you're religious. Yes, I know you quote the scripture, Pharisees. I know you pray. You still missed it. There's a deception in your heart. And that deception has created hard, a hard heart in you that you can't even receive from the Son of God. You can't even recognize me. And you're supposed to be the most religious people in the world, and you can't even re recognize me because why? Because it's all about you. That's what Jesus was saying there. That everything that you do, every, you get up in the morning to pray because it's about you, to show how wonderful you are and religious you are. You memorize the law and then you added all these laws to it that weren't God's. Because it's about you and that's the same deception that happened to Adam and Eve, but in the beginning it was not so. If you will put God first, every area of your life will change. Amen. In Genesis, Satan wanted to be the center of Adam and Eve's heart. 6,000 years later from the story in Adam and Eve, Satan wants to be the center of your heart too. And what is that? Yourself. You and I wake up every morning with a decision. What is that decision? Who is the creator of our universe? Ourselves or God? So do I serve God or do I serve myself? That's the question. God wants to rid this out of every church and every believer. So 
How do you do it? Well, there's another story in the Bible. And this story is of a man let down through the roof that was sick by his friends. And the same principle is here. So let's read this story. Luke 5, verse 17. Luke 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, looking spiritual, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. So look at this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I want to say that again. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I'm very interested in the power of God that brings healing. I am spiritually tired of people, when I pray, them not being healed. And I'm tired of not seeing in a physical realm the manifestation of this power. Oh, have I seen that? Absolutely, this morning, two people born again. Have I seen people instantly healed? Yes. But I'm talking about a daily thing because in the beginning, all this was not so. I want to see more, don't you? You have family members that, that need healing and, and you would love to walk in that room, lay hands on them and instantly see them stand up and walk. Notice, the power was there to heal them. Who are them? The Jewish leaders. Jesus' power was there to heal them of deception that Jesus was Lord. But they wouldn't receive from him. So the question is why? So let's pick up the story. Verse 18. Then behold, men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. First of all, there was probably the house owner that was really mad. Verse 20, when he saw their faith, Jesus, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Why didn't Jesus say, man, be healed and walk? Because he was showing the Pharisees, the leaders, in the beginning it was not so, you don't even receive me. But the power of God is here to remove that deception if you will just hear what I'm saying and go back to the beginning in your studies and understand that it is all about God and not about you. The crowd was there pressing in. He was trying to teach them. Jesus used words of relationship there. The leaders had an immediate reaction 
From their heart, though, from that deception, verse 21, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? Hello, God was standing in front of you. But see, deception is there. And at the beginning of this message, what were they asking? They were trying to trick Jesus of the law, but Jesus took them back at the beginning. And there are so many times that we allow the enemy to bring man's law, man's justice, man's everything in our lives, and we make decisions because we feel good. This is what makes me feel good. Has nothing about my feeling, has everything about making a decision that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life and everything, he's the, he's the center of my universe. Everything about my life is Jesus Christ. And because of that, then I can have 40 years of marriage with my beautiful wife. Because of that, I can have a relationship with you. And we can be brothers and sisters and believe for one another and be called together, together as people, as sisters and brothers, doing great things for the kingdom of God. And we don't have to come in worried that we're gonna say or do something wrong because Jesus is the center of our universe. And we don't have to think about if we're appointed as a leader or something in the church that we're better than anybody else. No, we're all here the same. Jesus is the center of my universe and the center of yours. Look back. Look back. That's what Jesus was trying to say. Look back. Look back, look back at the, the stuff that you faced. Look back at the stuff that you, the decisions you made, all that. What was it all about? You were angry, you were mad because they mistreated you. And there are a lot of mean people out there. They did. They did mistreat you. They did do something wrong. They did sin. But Jesus is still the center of your universe. They can make a decision like the Pharisees and run from God, but you won't. And how do you run from God? You get bitter. You turn your back on your friends. You turn your back on your church. You turn your back on your job. How many times have some of us gone and got a job and we said again, I said this last week, and, and the job, God gave me this job, and two years later you quit it because you were mad at somebody. I'm telling you, if God called you there, God's not schizophrenic. Let God be the center of your universe even though your boss is a jerk. Amen. But God is the center of your universe. Young people today, I want to tell you, people are telling you a 100,000 different things that you need to believe. I'm telling you, if God is the center of your universe, God will give you the answer to their statements. And you will be able to live a life. You will find, uh, in today's day, you can't say wife or husband, you will find a wife or a husband and you will live a life, you will raise children, you will succeed in your life. Why? Because God is the center of your universe and he has a plan for you and his plans and purposes will prevail. That's the promise of God. And we have to get to that place as even parents. In the beginning, God was the center of everything. Is he still the center of everything?
So your children are watching you. They might be 38, 36 years old like mine, but your children are watching you. They're seeing how you respond. Your neighbors are watching you. How do you respond? How do you respond is not trying to please them. How you respond is that you please God. God, I don't know what to do in this situation. What do I do? Then you sit and wait until you get the answer. Dive in the word of God. Go to a spiritual father, spiritual mother. That's relationships. It amazes me how many people don't have relationships. It's because they've been deceived. It's not because they're not great people. They are great people. They become deceived. Why do people divorce in the church 1% more than they do outside the church? You know that's a statistic. It's because of deception. But in the beginning, it wasn't so. Because even in our religious lifestyle, we have created this lifestyle to please ourselves. I believe in the prosperity of God. But why do I prosper? So I can be a blessing and a tool of God to be a blessing to others. I believe in healing. Why? Because Jesus Christ, that was God. God believes in healing. In the beginning, sickness was not so. And so when we do that and really begin to turn our lives, all the hurt, all the depression, all the anxiety, all the pain, all the anger, all the bitterness, and we turn to God and say, God, you are the center of my universe. Teach me how to love unlovely people. And I'll tell you what, when we do that, it'll happen. Because in the beginning, that was so. That was the truth. So verse 18 again. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. All right, let's drop down to verse 22. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. <laughs> and they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, honor, respect, saying, we have seen strange things today. The strange things that God is the center of our world. How could someone or how could Jesus say that to religious people? Because that is a strange thing. That in life, what life has dealt you, many times God is not the center of your world. And you've responded or reacted according, according to how you feel what pain you're feeling. And what God is saying, give it to me. But don't give it to me when it happens. Give it to me before. Let me be Lord of your life. Let God love you and you will love those around you. I'm amazed at how many Christians don't really understand the love of God. I'm amazed at how many Christians don't recognize 
how much love there is. God is love. Well, you know, God does this and God does God is love. Everything God does is based out of pure love, agape love, because that's who he is. And you're created in that image and likeness. God's power is there to heal you by being so steadfast in God, nothing now will move you. Matthew eleven twelve, 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You see what that just said? What does that have to do with relationship? It took the action of Jesus Christ on the cross to have God's power produce the relationship with God before the deception. I'll say it in simple terms. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he restored in the beginning to you and me. In your marriage, in your relationships, in your leadership, in your business, your job, marketplace. Most of you go out into the marketplace and you make a living or you use the marketplace for God to bless you so you can be a blessing in the kingdom of God. That's really the truth. In the beginning, it was all about God. Your job is about God. Your business is about God. Your marriage is about God. Your relationships and friendship is about God. What you own is about God. Are you getting tired of that? Me saying that that way? Yeah, it's about God. You have this power. Watch this. Remember, there was the power of God there to heal. Did you know that you, because of the work of the cross, have the power of God in you to restore everything in you? You can't make someone else. Jesus couldn't make the Pharisees change. He was giving them the truth. He said, guys, in the beginning, guys, in the beginning, all through the Bible, in the beginning, this is where it is. I've come to restore in the beginning. And why there's so many problems outside and in the church is because there's a deception that now, God, what are you going to do for me? Instead of, God, every day, God, what can I do for you today? Let's all stand. Do you sense the power of God here today? Oh. For all of you watching by home, I want to talk to you too. Please don't shut me out yet. I know that roast is cooking. Don't shut me out. We have a decision to make in the year 2021 and 2022. The breakthroughs that we're talking about, those five breakthroughs and the two that you know you need a breakthrough. We want a breakthrough in our family. Put God first. 
Sometimes it's not easy because your soul is crying out. Your hurt is crying out and saying, no, it's about me. No, it's not. Everything in the beginning was about God. Everything given was about God. And I want you to live this life. I want you to have these breakthroughs. On the screen, family. Some of you are sitting there and you're thinking, there's no way. It's been decades. I'm telling you, you put God first and everything will change in your family, about your family, in you first. And then God is released to make those things happen like it happened in the beginning. I would love to pray for all of you. And on the screen, the Pastor Dan will be speaking to you. And I want you to really understand if you were there and you do not know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, today's your day. You watching at home, watching and all over the world, I want you to understand Jesus Christ is Lord. Make God first and things will change. By the end of 2022, you're gonna look back and say, why didn't I know this years ago? Here's the point, you know now. Church family, we know now. Let's do this thing. I love you, I'm proud of you. Some of you say, yeah, but I've done a lot. I don't care. That's between you and God. I love you. I put God first. And I believe he has the power to change that situation in your life. You are something very special. So now, Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. And I just release this revelation of a decision that all of us today make. God, you're first. Everything about me is first. That, that, that abuse, that pain, that boss that I didn't like, now teach me how to love. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us. In the beginning, it was so. Lord, I choose today no longer to allow the sin of Adam and Eve to control me but me no longer being deceived and now live a life from the beginning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless.